Welcome to another week of Come Follow Me, a Disciple's Journey. This week uh, is our study is about Easter because April 4th is Easter. Um, so this week my plan is to do two short episodes. One specifically about Easter, that's what we're going to talk about. Um, and, and I say Easter loosely, it's just you'll see what, I'm, what I mean. Um, and then the second will be a brief episode um, per, talking about and preparing for General Conference, which is also on Easter, April 4th. So what I want to talk about um, in this quote-unquote Easter episode is what Easter is about, about Christ. Um, Come Follow Me Manual says, As you prepare to commemorate the Savior's resurrection on Easter Sunday, ponder how modern revelation has deepened your faith that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son and Redeemer of the world. Obviously, he wants us to focus on modern revelation uh, because that's what we're studying. The Doctrine and Covenants, I think, is one reason why. Um, I think another reason why is because it's through modern revelation that we have been uh, taught and the restored truth of the mind and will and character of God and of Christ have been have been brought to us. And so as I was thinking about this and thinking about Christ and my testimony of Christ, um, a talk came to my mind. It's called The Purifying Power of Gethsemane by Bruce R. McConkie, uh, April 1985. So nearly uh, 40 years ago, it was uh, Ellen McConkie's final talk uh, before he died. And he says this, he said, It is the supreme act of goodness and grace that only a God could perform. Through it, all the terms and conditions of the Father's eternal plan of salvation became operative. Talking about the atonement of Christ, the central theme and message of Easter, right? Through it are brought to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. Through it, all men are saved from death, hell, and the devil, and endless torment. And through it, all who believe and obey the glorious gospel of God, all who are true and faithful and overcome the world, all who suffer for Christ and his word, all who are chastened and scourged in the cause of him whom, of him whose we are, all shall become as their maker and sit with him on his throne and reign with him forever in everlasting glory. In speaking of these wondrous things, I shall use my own words, though you may think they are the words of Scripture, words spoken by other apostles and prophets. True it is, they were first proclaimed by others, but they are now mine. For the Holy Spirit of God has borne witness to me that they are true, and it is now as though the Lord has revealed them to me in the first instance. I have thereby, I have thereby heard his voice and know his word. And the reason I thought of this talk is because of that last that last uh, bit that he said. It's something that has stuck with me for. I mean, I'll, so full disclosure: I wasn't born in 1985. Um, I wasn't around yet, let alone being old enough to even to remember this talk. But it's a talk that I've listened to. It's a talk that I've read on several occasions. I don't remember the first time, but I do remember that since the first time hearing this talk, that the the part about him saying. Uh, his his testimony is now 
the words of the prophets and, and previous apostles, because the spirit has borne witness to them of the, to him of their truth. That, that has stuck with me because I can, I, I identify so closely with that. For those of you who've listened uh, to the podcast for any extended period of time, I've mentioned on several occasions, I'm not a scriptorian. I'm not a historian. I have no qualifications to be doing a podcast about the scriptures, about the Doctrine of Covenants or the Book of Mormon last year, other than I love the words of the apostles and of God and of the prophets and that they are my testimony. That's my qualification. And so and as, as I speak, you might think uh, these are the words of scripture, words spoken by other apostles and prophets. True it is, they were first proclaimed by others, but they are now mine. And so as I think about my testimony of Christ, the first thing I think of is, not the first thing, obviously, there's lots of things, but one of the, rephrase, rewind, that's a rewind sound for you kids who don't remember like cassette tapes, so it didn't sound anything like that really, but um, what I think of if I'm trying to think of how to express my testimony, let's say it that way. One of the first things I think of is the living Christ, the testimony of the apostles um, from January of 2000. It's something that I have memorized. It's something that I think of often. Uh, and I love it because has become my testimony and each line is a is a powerful line of truth about Christ about who he is about what he's done about what he does for me so to quote a few lines from the living Christ he instituted the sacrament as a reminder of his great atoning sacrifice he was arrested and condemned on spurious charges and convicted to satisfy a mob and sentenced to die on Calvary's cross, he gave his life to atone for the sins of all mankind. He was a great, his was a great vicarious gift in behalf of all who would ever live upon the earth. We solemnly testify that his life, which is central to all human history, neither began in Bethlehem nor concluded on Calvary. He was the firstborn of the Father, the only begotten Son in the flesh, the Redeemer of the world. He rose from the grave to become the first fruits of them that slept. As risen Lord, he visited among those whom he had loved in life. He also ministered among his other sheep in ancient America. In the modern world, he and his father appeared to the boy Joseph Smith, ushering in the long-promised dispensation of the fullness of, the t- of times. Of the living Christ, the prophet Joseph wrote, His eyes were as a flame of fire, the hair of his head was white like the pure snow. His countenance shone above the brightness of the sun, and his voice was as the sound of the rushing of great waters, even the voice of Jehovah saying, I am the first and the last. I am he who liveth. I am he who was slain. I am your advocate with the Father. Of him the prophet also declared, and now, after the many testimonies of him, excuse me, now after the many testimonies which have been given of him, this is the testimony last of all which we give of him, that he lives. For we saw him, even on the right hand of God, 
And we heard the voice bearing record that he is the only begotten of the Father, that by him and through him and of him the worlds are and were created, and the inhabitants thereof are begotten sons and daughters unto God. We declare in words of solemnity that his priesthood and his church have been restored upon the earth, built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. We uh, we bear testimony as his duly ordained apostles that Jesus is the living Christ, the immortal Son of God. He is the great King Emmanuel, who stands today on the right hand of his Father. He is the light, the life, the hope, of the world. His way is the path that leads to happiness in this life and eternal life in the worlds to come. God be thanked for the matchless gift of his divine Son. These words have become my testimony, not simply by study, that though that was part of it. These words have become my testimony because of my experiences in life, because the Spirit through study, the Spirit through uh, prayer and and turning to the Lord in my times of need and in good times and bad, has borne witness to me of the truthfulness of these principles, these doctrines. The truthfulness that Jesus is the Christ, the immortal Son. Uh, excuse me, the immortal Son of God. My mind has been caught up this week uh, about Elder Holland's talk from October 2020, Waiting on the Lord, because I'm I'm preparing an Elder's Quorum uh, lesson and discussion on that. Uh, but it, combining that with this Easter lesson and, or, and or, I guess, study, not lesson, but study from Preach My, or, uh, Come Follow Me, um, I just want to, f- I guess, finish with a few thoughts that I've had in that regard. Life is hard and life can be hard. And I've had hard times in my life. My family's had hard times. My wife and I have been through many challenges in our 10 years of marriage. We've been jobless. We've been struggling to meet financial needs. We started a business that was sputtering and struggling and couldn't pay our bills. We had a son diagnosed with a, a lifelong uh, disorder. Um, I don't know, uh, illness, something that's going to be with him his whole life, something that we literally have to take actions every day to keep him alive. We, 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 uh, I mean, the list goes on. And I, I don't say this to complain. I don't say this to compare my, my challenges to your challenges because I know that you've had them. And I'm sure that they're heavier than mine. But what I can say is that the burdens that have been put on my back have been eased because Jesus Christ is the Redeemer of the world. Nay, more importantly, They've been eased because Jesus Christ is my Redeemer. He is the captain of my soul. He is my great deliverer. 
and I will continue to wait upon him because through my experiences with him, I have learned to trust him. I have learned that some blessings come soon, some come late, but they always come because he is who he is. In Hebrew, the, the word that we get tr- that gets translated as Jehovah has several meanings, but one of those meanings is he exists. Another is that he causes to exist. He causes to exist my faith in him. He is the author and finisher of my faith. Why? Because he exists, because he is who he is, because he is that I that great I am. He is Jehovah, he is Jesus Christ, he is the Redeemer of my soul. I hope as you study this week, you will take the time to ask yourself, what is your testimony? What's it founded on? Where does it come from? And then take the time to record that uh, for yourself and potentially for others. Thank you for listening. Um, and I hope you enjoy and have a wonderful uh, Easter uh, commemorating the Savior's atoning sacrifice and his uh, victory over death and Satan. I hope you'll join me in the next episode. It's going to be brief. We'll just talk uh, a little bit about General Conference. Thanks, and talk to you soon.